Anime Nerd. Please subscribe to this podcast for weekly reviews on all of your favorite anime, manga, and games. See you soon! Hey, what's up, ladies and gentlemen? It's your host, Anime Nerd. And today's podcast is going to be kind of like a double feature because, one, this is going to be pretty much my uh, DBS Broly review overall and what I picked up on certain things on the from the movie and also on a later podcast later on today I will be hooking up with Kid Benji to officially do our first ever podcast together which is strange because we've been friends for a while and I hadn't come to think about haven't even had him on my own podcast or on his podcast so this is going to be the first time we actually link up even though we've been friends for pretty much a good while so I can't wait for that. Also, the return of the word of the day, of course, will be back today. So look out for that and other great news. But during this one, before we go into it, I just want to shout out once again, fans, you guys did your job. You blew my expectation out the water. This month alone, at least double the amount of listeners than what I had from last month. And I couldn't have done it without you guys. You guys are either pretending in back to my podcast or telling your friends. But just keep on doing it. And just to let you guys know that gift card for the anime, um, well, not for the anime, but for the Switch is still out there. So I want to end it by next week, Super Bowl Sunday. That's right. So that following Sunday. I want to be able to announce some winners, so please continue hitting up my email. Of course, the email will be on the bottom of the description. Hit it up, ask me questions, tell me what's your favorite podcast of mine, and you'll be entering to win. So, until then, uh, stay tuned for the next topic. Oh, and also shout out to Rifty Beats. Awesome, awesome job with the beats loving his beats and you guys should definitely check out his his youtube page which will also the link will be in the description video so peace today japanese word of the day is moteku which means to take something to place Alrighty, ladies and gentlemen, so it's your boy Anime Nerd, and like I said, today is a double feature, and the first of the feature for this podcast, for this episode, per se, will be my total review and some of the stuff that I noticed on the Dragon Ball Z Super Broly, and I know you guys are probably wondering, like, hey, Anime Nerd, didn't you just did one with Batman Live 2002? Yes, that is true. I have did one with Batman Live 2002, but this one is for myself but if you guys want to check out that one go ahead and check it out definitely i had a good time talking it up with him this one was like the first time like we actually able to sit down and discuss and what we saw and what we enjoy from the movie itself uh so it was like the first hand discussion this one uh this one is pretty much when i went back the second time and watch the movie so we're gonna go ahead right into it so the first one uh going into is pretty much how the movie 
begin. But before I begin, I forgot to say, spoiler alert, for those of you guys who haven't seen the movie and still waiting to see it, I suggest you go ahead and just go somewhere else. Be polite. I'm going to be polite. Just go check out my other podcast. Just check that out and we will come back afterward. This will always be up for a while. Not even for a while. It's going to be up continuously uh, for the most part on on it. So, beginning off with what I was saying. So, pretty much how the movie began, pretty much, is the early days of Frieza and his dad, King Cole. And pretty much you see them coming to Planet Vegeta. And when they land at Planet Vegeta, you got a glimpse of what was happening. So, pretty much in the story, King Cole was turn, um, turning the control over to Frieza uh, for the most part. And Frieza was, you know, he was saying that his son is a little more wicked than him. Well, even more wicked, ain't even a little. Uh, so the fact that Frieza was wicked than his dad automatically say something because the, the Saiyans already feared King Cole. So I was pretty much impressed with that. And Frieza, it was weird seeing him in like a pink um, state without his, without his like armor or whatever that the Saiyans and that um, technically King Cole army was wearing. Uh, there you get the introduction of the scouters. So pretty much Frieza was the reason why the scouters were invented. If you guys remember, the scouters are the one that can read people, people power levels and so. So, and and you got the chance to see a glimpse of the scouters' abilities for the most part. And in that movie, you've seen the scouters' abilities for how they were. Pretty much, Frieza put it on and realized there was three Saiyans that had, like, pretty much a sniper aimed at him. And, of course, being Frieza, pretty much doing what Frieza wanted to do. Killed all three of them with without ease. And, of course, Saiyans were trembling with fear. And being kind, he left, what was it? He said 200 to 500 units of the scouters? I don't remember. I, I can't remember. But I knew he left... A good amount and then there you see the movie well pretty much Frieza and the crew left so then later on in the movie you see King Vegeta checking out um Vegeta which I thought it was interesting that Vegeta is Vegeta the fourth uh so uh pretty much there you see uh him checking out his baby and he was kind of gloating because Vegeta uh latent potential uh for the most part is untapped for the most part and he was going to be pretty powerful his dad even um bragged that it will be him who to bring down broly as he was leaving though he walked by and he noticed baby broly and was asking why is he here in the royal chamber amongst vegeta and so on and the people that was working uh with him at the time were pretty much saying that broly's power level is exponential and stuff like that. And, of course, King Vegeta don't like that. Um, they even say that his potential was greater than um, Vegeta. And you already know right off the start that, you know, if Vegeta acts a certain way, you know he got it from somebody. So he got it from his dad. And his dad didn't like that. And he was. Uh, and when Pegasus heard that his son was getting sent away from 
It's because he thought, you know, he was jealous. And but King Vegeta just said that he would be a threat to his saying and so but Pegasus took it as being jealous and whatnot and flew off. And pretty much King Vegeta was gonna sing Baby Broly to Planet Vampa, which is pretty much inhabited by any type of life form except these monsters, spider like creatures and fuzzy giant dog like I don't even know what you call those. But like I said, you get there, Pegasus flew out, stole a ship, went all the way to Planet Vampa with another sand, found pretty much Baby Broly. Once he found Baby Broly, they realized that they can't leave Planet Vampa because the ship is severely damaged and they only had enough food for a certain amount of days. And what did Pegasus do? Shot the other sand to preserve more food for them. And pretty much that's how it went. For that one. And, you know, oh, just in case, I did forget this one, that Pegasus did vow revenge on King Vegeta for letting his son go away due to his jealousy. So during that time, I thought it was pretty interesting. I like the backstory so far of the uh, Broly and Vegeta somewhat because you got to see how it all started off in this one. And technically, Broly and Vegeta is more closer to age than how in the last one, um, Broly and Goku were closer to age. So technically, they're around the same age, Broly and Vegeta. So right off the bat, that's a difference from the original movie or I I don't know if you want to call it original. You call it whatever you want to call it. I'm just saying that's how it is. So anyway, so five years passed. And pretty much you got to see Bardock, who, for those of you guys didn't know, is Goku's son. And right off the bat, you started to notice Akira Toriyama um, introducing Dragon Ball Minus. And so, because you also got to see Goku's mother into it and stuff like that. So I thought it was pretty cool how you got to see the introduction and actually see Goku's parents. Because the only person that you only saw was Bardock and stuff. But now you got to see... um, Everything else for the most part. So going on right next to it, uh, Bardock show up with his fellow saying because they all been called back by Frieza uh, for the most part. Yeah, they all um, was called back by Frieza to pretty much because Frieza have an ultimate plan, but they don't know that. So when they all got called back by Frieza, and landed only truthfully Bardock was the only one thinking that it was strange that Frieza was already there and why hasn't he landed yet? And he started thinking, because Bardock is a pretty smart guy, which I like this Bardock better than his um his counterpart, the original one. But I feel like that's probably a different topic for a different Dragon Ball Z discussion that I realize I love talking about Dragon Ball Z, so I will definitely make a new one of that. But anyway, so you see Bardock um, pretty much was talking to the other stands about maybe Frieza's planning to exterminate, and then they got scared. And then when they landed, pretty much the guy was like, maybe Frieza decided to use all the sand army because they found a fortified plan that needed, that takes all the sands, stuff like that. So yada, yada, yada. But Bardock knew better than that. And so by then, then we was introduced to Ginny. I don't know how to say her name. Goku mother. And for the first time, we got to see how Goku mother was looking. Bardock checked on his son, and Goku was still in the pod. So right there, technically, give or take, Goku might be four or five years younger 
than Vegeta and Vampa because also during this scene or kind of sort of a little bit, no, actually not during this scene, but a little bit later, you'll see Vegeta and so um, in a different planet, but I'll explain that afterwards. So anyway, yeah, um, and this is actually the first time that Bada actually, to me, to my knowledge, actually mentioned Raditz because everybody knew Raditz was Goku brother, but I still have my doubt at one point. I'm like, dang, even with all this history, not once have I ever heard Barda mention Raditz or Goku mention Raditz. So I thought it was kind of strange that, you know, he's supposed to be Goku brother out the blue without no proof. So, but this movie definitely confirmed that Raditz is Goku brother. Um, I'm just saying, not not saying that I don't believe it, but I thought it was just strange. But now that we had confirmation of it, there it is. But um, Goku mom was saying that he he was off with Prince Vegeta, and and the Royal Force off to some planet, stuff like that. So anyway, so Bardock um had a serious conversation with Ganine pretty much, and was telling her that they need to send. Goku off to Earth, and of course, Goku mom didn't like that and wanted to know why and stuff like that, but he had a feeling that Frieza was going to try to kill kill all the Saiyans, and he wanted to give his son a low-level Saiyan a chance to live, and if he was wrong, that he was going to come back. So off you see the scene, Goku flies off to, was sent off to Earth in a, um, one of those Saiyan pods, and Pretty much, Frieza went ahead and destroyed the Earth. And then you get flashed to where Vegeta's at. Pretty much hearing the news that uh, planet Vegeta was destroyed. But back then, young Vegeta was like, "Oh, I can never been. I can't be king now." Not really caring. And then also was confirmed that I thought was pretty cool that you got to see pretty much present. Uh, well. You got to get a confirmation of Vegeta having a brother because Nappa, with hair, which was funny, by the way, actually mentioned, like, Vegeta, don't you have a brother? And he's like, yeah, I guess I did have a brother. And also, he asked Raditz, and Raditz like, yeah, but my brother was a low-level Saiyan, and pretty much, and that he mentioned that his mom did mention that they were going to send him to a planet called Earth, which obviously, you know, play a bigger factor later down in the series. So anyway... After that scene, the scene um, saw Goku shuttle getting sent to Earth, and it kind of went from that to you see all the old Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball Z, and then to Goku and Vegeta present day sparring with each other. Uh, once they had was able to take a break, Beerus, I mean, not Beerus, but we asked Goku why he wanted to get stronger. And pretty much in my own word, what I got from it is Goku from the Tournament of Power, because this happened directly after the Tournament of Power that Goku pretty much wants to be able to get stronger because he, he realized how much stronger there's other opponent out there and stuff like that, So which is reasonable. And then Vegeta's reason to get stronger is because Frieza's out there, and Frieza can get stronger because if you saw, Frieza only took like six months to get a new form and came back and was working Goku and Vegeta at Super Saiyan Blue, technically. So, um, so Frieza could be out there strong, getting powerful, but we know Frieza. Frieza unlock a new form. I don't even think Frieza even trying to do anything. But all said and done, you know, you can never truly settle down with Frieza. So moving on right along ahead, you got Trunks calling his um, mom 
because the Dragon Ball was stolen and it was stolen by one of Frieza henchmen uh, for the most part. And nobody really know why they stole it. But Boma said there was she only had collected six and only and the she know where the seven one that so automatically they all set off to go find this last Dragon Ball. But elsewhere, I believe I don't know, I can't remember Tom just going on top of my head here because I lost my paperwork bad on anime nerd for even losing that. But anyway. Elsewhere, um, you've seen two of Frieza and Hensman, Chi-Lai and Lamont, which I love their name because you obviously know it's Chili and Lemon, but I love how they use these names. Anyway, so elsewhere, um, you see two of Frieza henchmen looking for strong um, fighters and then manage to land on planet Bumpa. Bumpa, oh, you got to try saying that. Um, and there, that's where they end up wanting to find Baragus and Broly. And when they try to use the scouting power, Broly power naturally was off the charts. So they went ahead and took him to Frieza and stuff like that. I'm going to just speed it up a little bit because this is, yeah, I'm pretty sure most of you guys seen this review anyway. So pretty much they went to Frieza. Frieza, you know, was surprised to see two Saiyans still living and stuff like that. And he realized that Broly had potential that has not yet been tapped yet. So naturally, Frieza wanted to tap that potential and make him fight Goku and stuff like that because he wanted his revenge on Goku and Vegeta. Well, pretty much, correction, Paragus wanted his revenge on Vegeta. So he was saying that Broly can fight Paragus, but of course, Frieza wanted his revenge on Goku, so he wanted to fight Goku. There, I think you also find out that Frieza wanted the Dragon Ball Wish to make him five centimeters taller, which I thought was funny because, you know, Frieza, you think he got everything, but he deals with insecurity himself, which is being short. So that was a good laugh right there, pretty much. So you get to the part where Goku, Vegeta um, got to the Arctic. I don't even know where they at hell. I'm going to just say Antarctica. Oh, Arctic. And pretty much Freeze and Henchman already found the ball or whatever. So they got there. They tried to escape. Vegeta funny. He shot him down like with no effort. And Goku tried to try to tell him to get out. There, this is when the movie really started picking up and got really good. Uh, so Freeza automatically came down. Not automatically came down, but was making his present known. Decided to drop a little ball because it was kind of cloudy. And... Uh, Pretty much the orb or whatever energy orb dispersed and made the cloud, making his grand entrance and stuff like that. Right off the back, Frieza come down. Frieza came out, and then you seen Paragus and Broly behind him for the most part. And there you start seeing the two kind of exchanging word. And then Broly was getting all hyped up and angry. Kind of remind me of how the old Broly used to do, get mad and angry. But if you remember, the old Broly was kind of out of control. This Broly is a lot more tame, a lot more, how should I say, more tenderhearted as for what he, do, what he does and whatever. So you see him kind of getting mad and upset because that's just the power in him that's kind of taking over. So anyway, Frieza said, go ahead, Broly, attack. Well, no, Frieza told him, go ahead to release Broly. And Paragus told Broly to attack because he noticed that even though King Vegeta isn't alive. He see the canny resemblance of King Vegeta to Vegeta. So Broly attacked Vegeta, and Vegeta was actually, I ain't going to lie, 
this movie did Vegeta justice because I can't really describe the fight scene. You got to see it for yourself, but you could see Vegeta honestly handling his own. He didn't get beat up. The person that actually got beat up was Goku. Goku got work. You even I hear even hearing screaming. The scene where where Broly was like throwing around Goku kind of remind me of when um, the Hulk throw Loki around in the first Avenger movie and was like puny guy. Because it's funny because Goku was in God mode and Broly was just swinging him back and forth. Well, it was funny. But I want to talk about Vegeta fight for a little bit. So Vegeta was actually showing all his form. My only question is like, why did they rush to God? Form so quickly in that one. I'm pretty sure the Dragon Ball Guru, aka Geekdom 101, had probably mentioned that. But for me, anime nerd, I'm not a guru in Dragon Ball, so I did. I don't know why Vegeta like quickly rose to God level so quick. I'm not gonna complain. It was it made the movie even better. So he went from Super Saiyan to God, which was the first time you've seen him in God mode to how should I say, he went from Super Saiyan to God to Super Saiyan God, Super Saiyan, or Super Saiyan Blue. And pretty much, he got to see Broly pretty much handling himself in those fights. Because Broly was getting stronger as time progressed. And while Vegeta was losing energy, that's when Goku decided to jump in and fight. Goku looked like he was handling himself because he went Super Saiyan and then straight to Super Saiyan. Did he went God or did he went Super Saiyan Blue? I can't remember. I think he went God then Super Saiyan. I don't remember. Can't remember off the top of my head. But my, like I said, another question is why Goku didn't went Super Saiyan two or three, and he just went straight to God and so. But you know, I think they just rose their level a little bit too high. But clearly, Broly was too much for him because when Broly looked like he was about to lose, but then Frieza being Frieza. Killed Paragus and made it funny, like, oh, Broly, look, a stray debris had hit your dad and killed him. Broly looked and pretty much went Super Saiyan. If you think about it, it was just like how Goku went Super Saiyan when Krillin died. So that's why Frieza did what he did, which makes sense. And it was a good little homage to back in the days. And when Broly went Super Saiyan, he kind of like raised up because there was like this green light of energy and Broly rose up like he was a god. And Pretty much everything, that's when everything went to hell for the, you know, Vegeta and Goku. Goku was getting overpowered. Vegeta even tried to help. And those two used a Kamehameha Big Bang attack together. That didn't do nothing. Broly was just working them. And pretty much it got to the point where Goku was so beaten up and stuff like that. Piccolo, like, like at Goku, what's going on? Uh... Are you okay? Goku asked if he had any sense of me. He like, no, ran out. He like, uh, just stand by because they might need him for something, pretty much. And going on with the fight, while the fight is continuing, you see Broly over there just, you know, fighting and stuff like that. But then Goku and Vegeta like flew to where Frieza was and then like teleported once he got away because Broly literally like body slam, energy blast. Frieza. And, you know, it just showed how when Broly got to that mode, he his power was pretty much uncontrollable. And it was to the point where not even him, it was just pretty much blind rage at that point. He couldn't even control his own energy. He was just fighting just to fight now at this point. So Broly was just fighting Frieza while Goku and Vegeta 
learn um, the fusion technique because they teleport to Piccolo and you see them trying to learn fusion technique. And of course, Vegeta being Vegeta don't want to do it, but Goku trying to convince him it's for the faith of the universe. And so, so you've seen them doing it. The first time they got it wrong, I think they got the fat Gogeta. So everybody, so technically enable for them to wait, they have to wait 30 minutes. And by that point, Frieza been fighting Broly and Golden Frieza for about a good 30 minutes now. So then the fusion wear it off and then they freeze again, but then got the anorexic Gogeta, the old guy Gogeta. And they had to wait again for another 30 minutes. So at this point, Freezing been fighting Broly for an hour and was getting his his ass handed to him. I try not to cuss on this podcast, but I have to say he was getting his hand, his ass handed to him. And I gotta admit, that fight lasts long. And of course, the last time, third time, the charm, they finally did it. And pretty much once they got the fusion, they they went over there and do what they had to do. And you get to believe everybody was happy to see Gogeta. You even heard Gogeta name in the soundtrack in the background, like Gogeta and stuff like that. So, you know, everybody was like happy to hear that. I was, I ain't gonna lie. I was in there like a kid smiling. I was just smiling away. But anyway, so for the most part, yeah, Gogeta was pretty much fighting Broly and was kind of beating him with ease. And he went Super Saiyan Gogeta. And even with Super Saiyan Gogeta, he was beating Broly without, with ease. He even got to see the Soul Dust Breaker, whatever you call that, little old sword, and it hit Broly, and Broly didn't die and stuff like that. Now, this is where I, I kind of understand. You want to Gogeta's that type of person who like to show off his ability. So Gogeta automatically went Super Saiyan Blue and pretty much was fighting and broke dimension. It was fighting, and Broly didn't really stand a chance at this point to the movie that Gogeta was pretty much going to do the final Kamehameha on him. It was about to send Broly to the the afterlife. And when you think about it, I was kind of sad at this part because Broly is not a bad guy. It's not his fault. He can't control his power for the most part and stuff like that. But that's when Chile and Lumon play a little major factor into the movie. They actually summoned the Dragon Ball, the Dragon Shinron and wish Broly to safety back to Planet Vampa. So Broly, just in the nick of time before dying, went to Planet Vampa, and you see Gogeta kind of with a smirk at the end because that's he didn't really want to kill him. You could tell that's Goku's side at least didn't want to kill him. Vegeta's side that's a threat. Let's get rid of him. We don't need him. And pretty much how the movie end is: Goku went to visit. Um, Broly and Planet Vampa because that's where Chile and Lamon went to find Broly and live there with him. And Goku bringing food, a house, a place to stay was pretty much was telling them that he he knew Broly wasn't a bad guy and he would like being typical Goku, being kind of selfish, wanted to fight him later on um, in the future. And you see Broly kind of smirk. He didn't really say yeah, but you know later on Broly and Goku is gonna go head to head. And Goku's definitely going to hit a new level because Goku mentioned that Broly kind of reminded him of Beerus a little bit, or probably even stronger than Beerus. And of course, Beerus needs yada yada yada. And for the most part, um, for the most part, that's when you see the movie end, and that's pretty much it. Overall, I know that was like a fast review overtelling on the movie. But that movie was so really good. I really recommend it. I already pre-ordered it, so you best to believe your boy's gonna see it. 
and watch it. But pretty much that's it for this podcast. Um, later on at 5, me and Kim Benji will be doing a podcast, so be on the lookout for that. And I appreciate you guys. And keep on subscribing. Send me emails. Send me whatever. I appreciate it. Love you guys. Peace.